The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Sister Lisi, who is a Fatima visionary, was always willing to write back letters who wrote to her. And of course, she couldn't say a whole lot, but she got permission one time to answer a priest, and she spilt the beans on several things because she had been oppressed and suppressed of what the church has done and the leaders as far as those superiors over her from being able to communicate to people. So a priest wrote to her, and he wrote back to her, and we've reported this last year. It's pretty amazing. But she revealed something we didn't know. We can reason it out. We can see it. But for it to come from Sister Lucy gives enormous credibility that we can take this more seriously of what we already realize. And that is, she said, that Satan's final battle, the final thing that he will do is destroy the family. The family is his target, his attack, his reason for being at this moment. And you can see 
we're shambles we are. And this is why we gravitated in thought through inspiration and the Holy Spirit to establish back in 1993 the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. Our Lady made us realize that this reason why we're doing what we're doing and our mission and what Our Lady's doing, she said, I want the fruits of the family to be seen one day. That means that the fruits of the family is not coming out in this present time. Why? Because of the destruction we've experienced of what Satan has done in attacking the family and breaking up marriages. And when she appeared over our bed in the bedroom of apparitions, we slowly, over a five-year period, realized that it was a family. If you want to heal the individual, the individuals in the family, you got to heal a family. But we were praying for our nation, which slowly came to be realized represented by the tree. The tree itself represents our nation. Through a long story, and I won't go into it, we have a lot of history that proved that. But a lady basically, after five years, made us understand, you want to heal your nation, you have to heal the family. And then we have the monster out there, Russia, who will spread her errors throughout the whole world. And so if the devil wants to destroy the family, he's got to do it through earthly means and through the conduit and the avenues that is available to do so. And so Our Lady said, if you don't consecrate Russia, she would spread her errors throughout the whole world. That is what our read is about today. This is entitled, We Are Really Before a Monster That Is Destroying Everything We Hold Dear. It comes from an interview by Father Paulo Azvedo from Brazil, who is known in his country because of his firm defense of the Catholic faith. The article starts saying, Although Marxism appears to have died with the fall of the Soviet Union, it has only metamorphosed and is now threatening culture in many nations at every level according to one of Brazil's best-known priests. Father Azvedo said that Marxists have moved into the cultural sphere following the discrediting of their economic views and are now seeking to subvert all of the institutions of society from within. He says they have to have control of everything that produces culture. So first of all, the church is important, but also universities and schools newspapers, the media, and such. And of course, in that battle they are in, they have everything in their hands right now. However, he added, we must realize that God is with us. According to Esvedo, cultural Marxism not only incorporates the premises of Marx, but also Nietzsche and Freud. The goal is nothing less than the destruction of Western civilization at its roots. Out of this destruction, we are assured a utopia will emerge. Among the institutions targeted for termination is the family. As Veto said, they think that the family is oppression. So once you have a family, that means you have a man. The male is oppressing the woman and oppressing the kids because he is imposing on them. So once you have a traditional family, You have the man as ruler of the family, and they think they have to break that down. And to have an equal society, you have to have people grow up in a different environment. In Brazil, the country with the largest Catholic population in the world, Marxists have targeted the church. 
and large numbers of priests and bishops have embraced an ideology that replaces the spiritual teachings of Christ with a Marxist imitation known as liberation theology. Father Esvedo said, Now what they are trying to do is to get Christianity and change it from the inside. So they keep the religious words, but they change the concept inside of the word. When they talk about the kingdom of God, we as Christians, when we talk about the kingdom of God, we believe that you are talking about the kingdom of heaven. So you are talking about something that is not here in this world. Well, they start saying that we are working here for the kingdom of God, and we want to bring about the kingdom here in this world. So in reality, what they are talking about is the socialist society that they dream the utopia that they think is going to happen is the kingdom of God. They use the same words. It sounds like something Catholic, like something Christian, but at the same time you realize there's something strange about it because there's something missing. And what is missing is everything that relates to the transcendental, to heaven, to life after death. Everything they do is they apply here on earth. This rejection of spiritual realities is coupled with the exaltation of man as Superman, who can determine good and evil for himself, as the serpent promised in the Garden of Eden. Citizens of Brazil and the United States are disarmed in the face of cultural Marxism because they naively believe that Marxism died with the fall of the Soviet Union. We are really before a monster that is destroying everything we hold dear, everything that we hold precious and sacred. So this is where we are. We do think, and people say all the time, well, communism is over, Russia fell. No, Our Lady said her errors would spread throughout the whole world. Our Lady says in her messages, listen to me. She doesn't say, read my messages. She says instead, transform my messages into life. Our Lady's new efficacy is the power to talk to you, to your heart, to speak to you. Why? Because we have to have that because there's so much power that the devil has amounted and his errors and what's in doctrine and what's indoctrinated even into the church. What Joan just read said, a large number of bishops and priests are affected by this liberation theology. We know that. We know some of the things coming our way from the Holy Father that is not in line what we've done in the past in regards to opinions and thoughts. Doctrines we have to always adhere to, but not opinions. And some of those expressed even in the church, just like Father Averto says, is permeated in South America. Pope Francis is from South America. I love Pope Francis. He's my Pope. He's your Pope. It doesn't mean that we have to follow every little wish or whim. It doesn't mean everything he says is right. unless. Is dogma. So we're in this situation today that Our Lady says, listen to me, because she has power, efficacy to speak to your heart, be it children, adults, or whoever. Why? Because we have to have that to block out the voices of Satan that comes to us throughout the day. So heaven's in competition with Satan. You think God's going to allow a great struggle to take place and not give more power to the heavenly host, the guardian angels, and particularly the one who's sent to the earth at this time? 
to rescue what? The family. By rescuing the family, you rescue the individual. And by rescuing both of those, you rescue the nations. So there is a great struggle taking place. What the communists say, we don't want the whole Hollywood movie. We only want 5% of it for the party line. That's aligning with the 5% principle that it only takes 5% of the people to cause a revolution. Everybody else will follow. And this is where we are. The errors of Russia, the mechanism of Satan to spread and propagate the destruction of the family is still going and continuing. So what happens when you put the messages into your life? Our Lady will speak to you. We have experiences constantly where Our Lady has dealt with us directly, just as if she had an apparition in front of us and told us. It's in our heart. It's how we formed Medjugorje Caritas. I say Medjugorje Caritas because we are what Medjugorje was in the beginning. We went backwards. They went forward to what we are as a culture now. We went the other way. That's the natural progression that Satan comes into places as holy like Medjugorje. And it's turned it into many things that shouldn't be. Maria loves it here because she says this is how Medjugorje was in the beginning. We formed a life from where they are backwards to what they used to be. And they are what now going into modernism and consumerism. And it's affecting them. Yes, the grace is still there. Yes, it's not a place of devotion. It's a place of conversion. Many people are mistakenly making it like a place of devotion. And it's not just a mistake. It's part of Satan's plan. He'll take the lesser light to stop the conversion, which is the greater light. Devotion is nothing compared to conversion. Conversion is renewed. So Our Lady is here to renew the family. Today's family, she said. She spoke to Ivanka about that. And she's given many messages about the family. And a major message, lay a flower at the crib of Jesus to show your love for him. This is a message. It's all about family. The Messiah coming not as a great king and riding on a horse, that's at the end of the world. That's in Revelations. He came into a family, the structure of a family. And Maria, three, four years ago, heard Jesus' voice as a baby for the first time. And with the authority, he said, even with the child's voice, but the power of authority struck her, baby Jesus says, I am your peace, live my commandments. Why would it come from a baby? Because everything centers on that. And the out of the mouth of babes comes truth. What happens when you transform your family? What happens when you live by the way of Our Lady, no matter what people think about it, and you incorporate it into your family? Your children are being raised where they know things that you know they shouldn't know. They can speak knowledge and wisdom that you'll hear from them that would amaze you, shock you. And we've got a story of exactly that happening last night. An incredible story where God speaks to babes. And it's impossible for them to say what they say or know what they know. So I have Aaron in the studio today with Annie and with little Isabella. And they're going to tell you a story of what happened last night. First of all, I want to preface it. There is down the road on 43 when we come back from Mass or we went out in a neighborhood right off 280 Highway. is a subdivision. There's a family, a man who puts up thousands of lights every year and they 
are bright and they play with music. He's got a little radio station tuned in to 92.3. So it picks up just right around his house. And people park their cars there and watch some songs, watch some music, dance with the lights going off and on. And it's beautiful. We've been doing this for probably five years. And everybody looks forward to it at Christmas time. It's a beautiful thing. So we hadn't seen it this year. And Aaron's coming home last night. And I'll let her pick up the story at that point. Last night, Tony and my children and I were coming back home from being in town. And it was late. It was after 9 o'clock, pitch black. And the kids were begging Tony to pull in to see if we could watch the Christmas lights show in this neighborhood. We hadn't seen it. Um, Normally, it would be up and going by now. So we were excited to be the first people to see it. And the kids were anxious to be the first ones to be able to (laughs) tell the rest of the community kids that they saw it. So we pulled down the road and kept driving past house after house and saying, I know it's right here. Was it that one we just passed? Is it this one? And noticing that nowhere down the street were the lights that we're used to. And it was a real disappointment, and we couldn't figure out why he he didn't have them going yet. So we see a light shining towards our car, pretty much walking straight towards us. And I was thinking, maybe that's him putting the Christmas lights up in the yard. And the flashlight was moving back and forth, but at a distance where we couldn't see who was holding it. And um, all of a sudden, we keep driving, and we're all staring at this light shining directly at us. And Tony stops the truck and rolls the window down. And um, I thought, what is he doing? Because he's going to scare this person this late at night. And he says, hey. And a young voice answers back, yes. And he said, we're looking for the house with the music that's um, synchronized to the Christmas lights. Where is it? Why hasn't he done it this year? And she said, oh, I'm so sorry you haven't heard, but that man this year died of a massive heart attack. And Tony said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And he said, we used to love to come by after church and sit and watch the show. And she said, all of us did. He started in November usually, and all the kids gathered around and watched him. We used to love to sit outside and watch it too. And Tony said, I'm so sorry to hear that. And the young voice said, he was very young, and he actually had two children. One of the girls is my age, 12 and 13, and and it's a very sad situation. And Tony said, did he die here in his house, or where was he? And she said, no, he was at work. And Tony said, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. And the kids and all my kids in my car were really shaken by it. And so we pulled off and um, just was a sinking feeling like Christmas was not the same. It, it just felt like a big joy that we look forward to every year was gone. It was five songs synchronized. It's a big production. So as we pull down the road, we do our normal Hail Marys that we pray on County Road 43. And at the end, um, Tony said, we offer these prayers for this gentleman who brought so much joy into our lives this Christmas time. We pray for his soul. And we pray for all of his children and wife that this is going to be a very difficult Christmas for them. And so we prayed our three Hail Marys for him. Then we pulled into the driveway and all of my children jumped out and ran in to be the first person they'd already called every family in the community that they were going to be the one to call to break the news. Um, they're very much news reporters when it comes to things like this. And so Faith had called one family, Victoria, the other, and Lucy, another. And Victoria ran in, and the first person she called was the Ruport house. And she spoke with Johnny, the dad, and told him the whole story and then hung up waiting for the remainder of um, the kids to take their turns. But what happened in the course of that was that the phone rang again, 
And it was Annie calling us back. Annie. So my husband had spoke with Victoria, and he came and told all of us the news. And I, I was very shaken and told him what um, our side of the story, what me and Isabella had been out, and we had turned on 43, and we when we were passing by where it was, she had brought something up about the, the light show is what she was calling it. And I said, I don't know, Isabella, maybe he uh, moved or something. And she said very, um, she was very specific and said, no, mom, the guy died. He died. And I said, oh, he, he, you think so? And she said, yes, he died. She said he had a heart attack, like Uncle Peter. Her uncle had died of a heart attack, and he, he's, he's died. I said, well, good. Maybe, he, hopefully he's in heaven. And she said, no, he's in purgatory. We need to pray for him so he can go to heaven. And so we prayed three Hail Marys, and I thought it was very odd and that she knew about purgatory and understood everything with that. Um, and then when we got home and found that out, that's when I was very shaken about that. So... I want to ask Isabella a question real quick. Isabella, what is purgatory? Um, I don't know. You don't know? That's exactly what I was thinking you were going to say. So how did you know this man died? Because. You don't know why? My point is that you tune into the messages, you tune into heaven, and you'll know things that you don't know. There's things that come up in the messages I see. I didn't know before I even said it. I didn't know before I even wrote it. Our lady has a new efficacy. This is a story that's impossible, except by the connection of heaven, of raising your children, raising your family, in tune, in rosaries, throughout the day, that God can speak. If Satan's allowed to speak all through the electronics and all the cell phones and all the things happening, why can't our, our lady not have the new power to speak to us? And this is just proof. And better yet, this brought joy to the community. And our lady has told us in the beginning days of Medjugorje that when there were souls that were in purgatory, they could reach out to loved ones to incite them to pray for them. And so this man brought joy to the community. Two of our families passed that house, found out the same day, the same afternoon, he died. And a little three-year-old, don't even understand what even purgatory is about, says he's in purgatory. We didn't know she knew the name. Her mother didn't know that. But this is what Our Lady says on January 10th, 1983. In purgatory, there are different levels. The lowest is close to hell. The highest gradually draws near to heaven. It is not on All Souls Day, but at Christmas that the greatest number of souls leave purgatory. There are in purgatory souls who pray ardently to God, but for whom no relative or friend prays on earth. God makes them benefit from the prayers of other people. It happens that God permits them to manifest themselves in different ways. Close to the, let me say this, the message continues. It happens that God permits them to manifest themselves in different ways. Close to their relatives on earth in order to remind men of the existence of purgatory and to solicit their prayers to come close to God, who is just but good. The majority of people go to purgatory, many go to hell, a small number go directly to heaven. And what this birthed was a real interest in the kids, and they wanted to know more. Actually, Victoria wanted to know more about purgatory, so her mom read her this message also. 
November 6, 1986. Dear children, today I wish to call you to pray daily for the souls in purgatory. For every soul, prayer and grace is necessary to reach God and the love of God. By doing this, dear children, you obtain new intercessors who will help you in life to realize that all the earthly things are not important for you, that only heaven is that for which is necessary to strive. Therefore, dear children, pray without ceasing that you may be able to help yourselves and others to whom your prayers will bring joy. So this is a beautiful thing at Christmas to be thinking about and contemplating all these things in this story. Our Lady said, what I just said earlier before the message, that souls reach out. Why would he not reach out to these two families the same afternoon that he can go to heaven this Christmas? Is this amazing? It is. Is it the first time we've experienced it? No, it's not. You cheat yourself if you don't transform these messages into life. We live a seamless life between heaven and earth. Our Lady deals with us constantly. We just put in a newsletter we mailed out a miracle, a real-fledged miracle. We had Our Lady connotate on December 8th, Christmas and what's involved with Christmas, and then she tied Easter into it. You'll have to look at the site or get the mailing to see it. Literally. Because as soon as Christmas season is going over, we're headed toward Ash Wednesday. And our lady toyed with us. Our field we call a play prayer ground. Not a playground, but not a prayer ground, but a play program. We see so many beautiful messages and things that our lady does. And she did something for us. That is amazing. And we found out yesterday about it. It brought it completely from Christmas to Easter. But I won't spoil that for you. We'll put it on the site. And those who don't go to the site, we're printing it already right now in the press. To complete the story of yesterday, which my kids were, and I'm sure Annie, and then the whole community was out in the field when we got home because there was a, a star shower and they were watching the falling, the shooting stars. So my children ran out to tell the whole, it was a youth out there, the story, and all of them began to pray for this man. And when I read this message to my kids last night in regards to Christmas and manifesting themselves to people on earth, they were so excited that Our Lady gave them a task. And knowing that this father could be, obviously Christmas was a very exciting time for him because you can't imagine what he put into his yard that Our Lady would incite all of us to pray for him, to let him be be with her this Christmas. It was so exciting for my kids. I can't express, express how it was. And from this morning on, all of them, for example, they finished their school prayer this morning, and Victoria said, I offer that for that man's soul and every, every little thing that they've done. And it's been an exciting um, step to see them really feeling like when you read the fullness of that message, that they become intercessors for us, that they know this man who they don't even know his name, is going to be praying for these children individually if they can earn him this by their prayer. So just a very exciting night all the way around. So let this be a somewhat of a Christmas gift to you, because it is for us. And it's always a joy to see the, the connection that we have by living the life we have. 
that God will speak to babes, but not only that, a soul in purgatory spoke to Isabella. Uh, somebody don't even have the, the reason and ability to even know and comprehend what she was saying. Except these things happen, and they're real. And if you want a Christmas miracle, we start the novena for Christmas, nine-day novena for Christmas, December 16th. If you don't have it and order it, get it online. But start this novena, because it's about miracles. And Christmas time is a time for miracle. Pray for this man. He brought joy to us for the last four or five years. And it'll be a great joy that you know you contributed to releasing this soul into the glory of heaven on Christmas Day. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. God, all-powerful, could bring His Son into the world any way He chose. He chose the structure of the family. Family is therefore the most sacred institution which exists. It is why Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are referred to as the Holy Family. Family is to be a holy way of living. Satan hates holiness and therefore hates the family. Today's families need a model. Meditate on the Holy Family, which brought heaven to earth. Ancient Christian mystics tell us little Jesus, being raised between two pillars, whose love was as pure as fire, did not even miss heaven for it existed in his home. Does your family and home reflect the Holy Family? Come to the Resting Place, a gift shop to help your family on the path to holiness and surroundings to reflect the same. The Resting Place at Caritas of Birmingham.